0: Hello and welcome to KIOS at the movies. I am here in person with Patrick Kenny and Diana Martinez. Hey there from film Hi. streams. Yeah, I'm supposed to say from film streams. <laughs> and today we're talking about the film Paris Calligrams. In the new documentary Paris Calligrams, artist turned filmmaker Olviik Odinger. Paints a very personal portrait of Paris in the 1960s that inspired her and the arts community that she immersed herself in. The people, the cafes, the streets, the feel of the city, and of course the arts. This film on a personal level didn't grab me as I was watching it, but as I continue to think about this film, and I think about what it means for a city to find its identity or at least project one, it makes me want to revisit it which I think is the sign of a really great film. One that sticks with you and makes you want to discover more.
1: I don't know how long I'm going to think about it, to be honest with you. You know, I don't know how long uh, it's going to stay with me. I enjoyed the form of the film and I enjoyed the
0: the the way the narrator uh, went about it. And I do like hearing people's stories about trying to learn about the cities that they're in, the spaces that they're in. And that's one of my favorite things when a documentary does that. It's what I like about... People like Frederick Weissman, it's what I like about somebody that this film specifically reminds me of, which is Agnes Varda, it's something that they do impeccably well. And I think that this film was a a nice attempt at it. Like, I don't know if if I got too much out of it or if I got too much of a sense of the Paris that she lived in, even with all the images and the artwork that she came across and the narration, but it wasn't unenjoyable. And I, you know, I'm glad I watched it, but it was definitely something that was, you know, definitely like turn it on and like have it on and watch it. But it's not something that's going to, it at least didn't grab me.
2: This film made me think a lot about Paris as an (laughs) art city. You know, so we're recording this as like elections are coming up. And one of the things that we think about a lot being in the humanities and in the arts is like artist retention. Um and I was just thinking a lot about how like Paris has contributed and really invested in this image of itself as like a refuge for artists um which I think is really interesting especially like given its own political history and like also like a you know colonizing country like there are a lot of things with it that I think people have against other countries in Europe, especially. Um, But Paris has done a really good job at like branding itself as this refuge. And I think just this narrative that the artist has in relationship to the city is just like really interesting if you think of like, what did Paris have to do to kind of become um, this safe haven for artists? Like that in and of itself is also like a feat of like infrastructure and like politics and like a real... Um, like I said before, like an investment in trying to bring like brilliant people to the city, which I think was for me, like an interesting way into this documentary that maybe you guys weren't super <laughs> enthused by. Um, but for me, like it made me think about that because it's an image of Paris that I think we see really often. Yes. Um, And so I was just kind of admiring like, how did they do that? Like, how did they get there? Like, how did Paris become this place? How did New York become this place? Because I know so much of the talk is like, how does Omaha become that kind of place? But you really like, there needs to be an infrastructure in place and an actual desire for artistic influence that to happen
0: well it is interesting to think about these places too in the sense of you know what infrastructure was laid to like create these like cities to become the art cities that they are and i also think of like austin texas that's probably my closest like that's the one i'm closest to just from growing up in texas and visiting there a lot and seeing it change over the years you know it really went from being like the thing that drew everybody to austin eventually becomes commodified and becomes gentrified and then the whole soul of that city just kind of leaves and become like mm-hmm. becomes like a developer's playground and a rich people's playground and then it makes me think of like how do we and this is not something the film talks about really but but it does make me think of like how can we learn from those mistakes and build like a culture that is artistic and beautiful, but also like inclusive. And how do we like mm-hmm. build a really cool city without just like kicking all the poor people out and <laughs> and the people that like made the city?
1: I think we've already blown it. As somebody, <laughs> as the as the res, as the native as the re- Omaha yeah. in here.
2: Ich war Jahre jung und mit dem festen Plan, eine große zu werden, nach Paris gekommen.
1: So-
0: all right so with that what films do you think people should watch with paris calligrams
1: (laughs) i am going to recommend a controversial fave um it's featured very briefly in paris calligram it is a movie she referenced that's called mr freedom that is available on, uh, Criterion put it out, and I believe it was recently, I re-watched a bit of it on the Criterion channel. So it is available out there. It's a very, very offensive, satirical film from the 70s about, it's by a, a, an American French filmmaker satirizing uh, American-ness. <laughs> uh, it has a superhero who is uh, an insane murderer. Whose costume is just football pads and American flags, and he just kind of runs around beating innocent people senselessly and committing crimes. He's uh, he's he's a villain actually, but he doesn't know he's Mr. Freedom. Um, It it is no one will walk away unoffended. It is you know it's an intentionally controversial film, but. Go ahead and grab a bunch of grains of salt and uh, enjoy Mr. Freedom. I, that's really
0: funny because I literally just saw a meme today. And, you know, I've seen things like this a bunch and it's nothing new. It's not a new critique. But uh, it was literally a picture of like Mr. Freeze, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, and Noma uh, <laughs> yes. Thurman. And, of course, George Clooney Batman. And it said he was trying to cool the planet and she was trying to regrow the forests and... And they wanted us to root for the trust fund billionaire. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that, that, like it, It's super funny because I feel like Batman is like a satire of itself. <laughs> um, and then I always think about like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was like such this like working class, like radical feminist like, and then yeah. of course, like she was the villain.
2: Uh, so my recommendation is not a film, but it is a television series on Showtime called Cinema Toast. Um, And it is uh, speaking of like the use of archival footage and photographs. So this is an interesting show in that um, all of the filmmakers, which there's different filmmakers throughout the season, um, take different uh, video clips from public domain films or um, PSAs. PSAs and they recut them and reformulate them with a whole new story and narration, um, which is just a fun little exercise in being able to use free and cheap things on the internet to create like new content and new stories. And they're usually really funny. Some of them are hit, mit- uh, hit or miss. There's about 10 episodes available right now, the first season. Um, so, yeah, watch uh, Cinema Toast for seeing a different version of old things.
0: I'm going to suggest this is kind of lame, but pretend it's a city, the Martin Scorsese documentary series on Netflix with Annie Leibovitz. We are divided. I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I had no desire to watch it. I turned it on and was like Fran Leibovitz. Fran Leibovitz. What did I say?
2: Annie.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I mi- I mixed up, the photographer.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And the writer,
1: (laughs) the the talker (laughs) lady, the public speaker. There
0: you go. All right. So the Martin Scorsese film about Fran Lebowitz, uh, pretend it's a city. Uh, I find it, uh, you know, just interesting hearing these two people and kind of Martin Scorsese's like love for New York and the city. And, just kind of like diving through what New York was like, there's some, I think I know you've mentioned in a podcast before about the problematic view of like the seventies, New York being so romantic, even though there was so much suffering and pain there. Um, I totally agree with that, but I do think it's interesting to think about how like a lot of this, like art and these like giant filmmakers and stuff came out of, and of course the musicians, you know, like I grew up listening to punk rock, of course, like CBGB is like iconic for that and you think about that city was able because it was like at the time affordable and scary it was able to (laughs) produce like some of the most attract some of the most interesting artists and i think that's the material condition that sets the groundwork for these places like in austin texas like like Poor artists can barely go to Austin, Texas, and become right. a Richard Linklater or a Terrence Malick. Or, of course, these are all white dudes, but you know, they can barely yeah. become those people now. Um, but the
2: argument can be that the places become far less interesting the less affordable they are. Exactly. To live in.
0: So, I do think that that's what is interesting about these stories of how cities become like art cities, and and you know, New York is our kind of hub mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So. Paris Calligrams is now available on Film Streams at home. For KIOS, I'm Joshua
1: LeBure. For Film Streams, I'm Patrick Kinney.
2: And for Film Streams, I'm Diana Martinez.
1: Did I say for Film Streams? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs>